Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. And Peter says, let the one who speaks, the preacher, speak as though he is heralding the very oracles of God. It's another thing. It is the feminization of the church. Pastors don't preach anymore. They share. And they share because that's what people want. Don't preach at me. Share with me. Just share. I want it to feel more conversational. And don't make so many dogmatic statements. You make these statements like, like there's no way that, that these things could not be true. Yeah, that's, that's right. Just say, I think, or, or in my opinion, or the other day, and be more anecdotal. Give more stories, more illustrations, right? Because I'd like to hear less. I'd like to hear less about God and more about you. You're not vulnerable in the pulpit. Don't think it's a coincidence. How many many churches do you find it is a plexiglass pulpit? That is theological. So that you can see right through the word and see the man. Now, you're not supposed to see the man. When I get up into the pulpit, people have said before, I've had this accusation. I've had plenty of people try to fire me in the past. I've had this accusation that, you know, when you get in the pulpit, you're like, you're like Superman, but in person, you're like Clark Kent. Well, there's another person that people said that about, the Apostle Paul. He writes to us in his letters. He's very weighty, but when he's face-to-face, he's of little account. Yeah, I am of little account. Joel Webin is puny. But when I stand behind the pulpit, <laughs> yeah, I am Superman. Because of me? No, because of the Word. The Word. I'm not getting here and telling you what I think. I'm saying, thus saith the Lord. This is the Word of God. I'm not sharing with you. If you want to share, schedule a meeting. Let's get together. I love sharing. But this is not for sharing. This is for preaching, heralding. Let the one who speaks speak as though he is heralding the very oracles of God. Like majestic language from the pulpit. Majestic preaching is good. People today, they hear it and they think it, it, it's inauthentic, right? The greatest value ever is authenticity, vulnerability, be real, be yourself. Now, the, the pulpit's not about being yourself. It's about being the prophet of God. It's not about representing yourself. It's about representing God. The one who preaches should use majestic language. He should speak as though he is an oracle, speaking the majestic truths of God. You read sermons of old, and they are high and lofty language. And people think, well, that's just the way people talked back then. Did you know the King James Bible was not the way that people talked back then? So then why was it written like that? Because they thought the Word of God merited Beautiful language. That's why it was written like that. 
1689 and the Westminster both speak in their doctrine of the Word. These confessions, they say, how can we tell that the Bible is, in fact, the Word of God? The truest thing at the end of the day is the inward witness in our hearts, the Holy Spirit bearing witness that this, indeed, is the Word of God. But they also give other evidences, and one of them is the majesty of its style. The majesty of its style. And you can tell that these confessions were written when the King Jimmy was all we had. These confessions that say the majesty of its style, speaking to the majesty of its writing style, they were not talking about the message by Eugene Peterson. (laughs) There's something to be said for majesty. There's something to be said for awe. There's something to be said for oracles, for preaching, for the word. But in all these ways, we've traded it. And we've traded it ultimately because we want to be comfortable. Because the Word exposits light. But John chapter 3 says, The men hated the light and loved darkness because their deeds were evil. The reason why so many churches have become watered down at every single level is because they're taking their cues not from God but from their people. And here's the bigger problem. Their people aren't regenerate. So when we say that the church, that pastors are taking their cues from people, we're saying that pastors are taking their their cues from pagans. So so it becomes this vicious cycle. They, 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 They lower all the standards that attract pagans, and then they ask the pagans for their opinion. What do you think we should do at church? You who hate God? What kind of question is that? The Bible literally says they hate God, and then we ask them, how, how they think the church should be done. That's insanity. Who cares what they think? What does God think? I believe in attractive church. I want our church to be attractive to God. And secondly, to Christians. For those of you who are new, our, our church in one year, we started April last year, we've gone from about 20 to 100. Seeker-friendly, attractional church. How'd you do it? Preaching the Bible and trusting that God saves the souls of men and that saved people want the Bible. That's our church growth strategy. It was in the book of Acts. That was their church growth strategy. It works. People get saved and they want the truth. And then they tell their other friends who are disenchanted by all the churches that have sold out, who also want uh, truth, they leave their churches and they come to ours. Are you just growing your church by by transfer growth? You bet you. Every single time that a church is faithless, I will gladly take those precious people who their pastors are failing without any apology. Happy to take Christians who are being starved by their pastors. And we'll feed them by God's grace. Happy to do that. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, Before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.